Following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Welcome listeners back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham and 105.1 if you're tuned into us down further south. My name is Kathleen Rochnagy. We've had a wonderful show, the first half already, and we're having another second half. I'm looking forward to the second half of the show with Sister Abida and Brother Saeed. We're talking about uh, talking to your children about their development and about uh, talking to them about how they grow and develop and how they um, approach puberty, what you should be explaining to them, what you should be teaching them about relationships, about couple relationships, about what is right and what is wrong. And we've spoken a lot um, about that in the first part of the show, setting the foundation, uh, looking at um, the, each child and their kaya and their aura and explaining this to them, and parents having the correct language, learning the correct words for the correct body part, and being able to explain to children and finding opportunities to learn and to explain to children. Because as, as our, my guests explained, it's not the sit down once off talk, but when you're talking to your children about anything and especially about sexuality, it is the spiral effect that we use, like the schools use, that it's a, a drip, drip method. You build on it. You take one piece and then you build on it and you come back and build on it and build on it. So it's the spiral teaching approach that we use also here. And you don't miss opportunities when you are with your children no age is too young or no age is too old so we we've talked a lot about this mashallah in the first half of the session we were also um talking a bit about dress and about appropriate dress and it, it reminded me there over the break about um children dressing for pe and uh, swimming and when i talk about appropriate dress how do they undress and keep their and how do they get into their PE shorts and or their swimming gear and, and vice versa. And I think this is uh, important in this conversation that we should be talking about this and looking at this as well as touch. So let me go back again to my guests and talk a little bit more about that. You know, we have children starting nursery now at, at age three, but it's not until a bit later on when they start going to school, they start they have to change into their PE clothes and they go for swimming and and I know things have changed over the years because I remember hearing from my friends and thank God it never happened to my family but I remember my friends saying that their children would have to change in their classroom strip down right down to their underwear and then put on their clothes um I remember teaching my children how to dress and undress themselves even if they had to do that in the classroom how how they could do it modestly do you think parents are are doing this or, or think about that what do you think is I, I i think parents sometimes can be quite a bit complacent because they and i don't it's not the question of blaming because you know you just think of school and you think it's a safe environment and the, and and alhamdulillah it is most mostly a safe environment may allah protect all our children but i i think the whatever we build at home will go into school. So in, in terms of how we make sure that in the house, we make sure that children are changing in a private setting, that we're not making them change in the living room or in the kitchen or whatever. So they get used to these. These are the, the protocols or the boundaries. And then obviously they take that to school like you did with your children, that you don't just strip, you 
t- you kind of it, it's a way of doing you put something on first before you take something else off or whatever so you're just giving them tools and skills really uh, similarly with the with what, one of the things that is so important because we see what it can lead to if we don't really if we're not uh, vigilant so for instance appropriate touching and inappropriate touching so for young children they need to understand and it's again our mothers and fathers responsibility to teach them how people are uh, allowed to touch them and not allowed to touch them and for us obviously broader on the broader uh, broader spectrum which teach them the whole concept of mahram and non mahram anyway uh, but for young children when they were young they need to know that uh so the mom and dad and maybe a doctor can touch them in a certain place if they need to and nobody else can and that is a simple thing but it is such a important thing for our children to have in terms of their knowledge so um i i believe that it's it's extremely important would you have anything to add to that for the said about uh, touching yeah. and uh, safe areas etc Yeah. I think what we said earlier, I think going back to the concept of haya and being modest, and modesty in Islam is very important, you know, and, and establishing boundaries. So, you know, when we establish boundaries, it's about teaching children how to look after themselves, how to respect their bodies, how to value themselves, but also how to value others. And it's about, you know, giving value. So we, you know, the body that... the person has is a, is a trust, you know, that we are entrusted with it by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is an amana that we have to look after. And by looking after ourselves in the right way, by handling ourselves in the right way, you know, by practicing modesty, by looking after ourselves in terms of protection, by teaching our children to be, um, to have that those kind of tools, we are empowering them to 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 look after themselves and i think sometimes that will come from the way the parents are at home and how they behave and the language they use and how they conduct themselves often children will model their behavior on the behavior of the parents so the parents are with each other how they practice modesty how they behave you know um in a modest way at home how they talk about things appropriately, that will be a template for the children to follow. So the parents often, you know, we, as a sister Abida said earlier, so it's not about just giving someone a lecture, but it's about often what you do and your behavior will be mirrored by that child. And, and that's, that's really important. So it's about paying attention to our behavior as well as giving the right information. That's really important to actually bring up the parents now. It's very interesting, isn't it, that we're going to put the parents on the spotlight now because um, the parents may not have thought about what they do at home, how they interact together, how they cuddle and greet each, or, or greet each other, how they sit together on the couch or sit together in, in, as a family would have an impact on the child later on down the line. And I'm sure in your both of you as counselors, you've come across many instances that that people have uh, developed difficulties because things oh. have been uh, like parents don't sit together. Parents, they have one chair, they're sitting at the other side of the couch because if they get any closer or maybe it's a, a, a alarm bells ring or something like this, we're not supposed to be like this in front of the children. What will the children think? <laughs> 
And mm. it, actually, it's giving the wrong messages to children. It might be giving the very opposite messages. Yeah. Okay, yeah. can we talk a bit about this, about how we can give mm. children the right messages from the beginning? Mm. You, you often see that in couple counseling, for example, you have young couple who will come to counseling and they just got married and they will start having problems, whether it's problems regarding intimacy or relating to one another or handling the relationship. And often when you look and you anal- analyze the reasons, you know, for the conflict or for the difficulties they experience, you often see that this is resulting from their upbringing and the way they were parented. And often, you know, someone will say, I never knew that this was acceptable or not acceptable. And some people say, you know, I never had that in my family. So, for example, if we think about the, the, the you know, sometimes hugging one another, you know, a lot of short, lot of adults will say, I don't hug anybody because I've never been hugged as a child by my parents. I never, you know, that wasn't uh, practiced in our family, you know, to give each other hugs, you know, appropriately. So sometimes they will say, when we are older, it is very hard for me to then change that and revert to something that I'm not familiar with. Sometimes, you know, um, being able to, see each other in a very respectful way because they, if they saw the father disrespecting the mother, then the son will grow up thinking, why this wife married? But then that will kind of result in conflict and, 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 and problems. So I think often it's about that kind of um, narrative and that kind of modeling behavior that is... A- I think we've lost you there, Brother Saeed, I'm afraid. Um- but also from an experiential perspective, from the parent uh, perspective, that will form form how you see the world in adulthood. You must come across this so much in your line of work, both of you, indeed, where um, situations arise from lack of knowledge and, and uh, how children are raised. So how should parents behave? What is the acceptable boundaries guidelines about parents behave you know i i'm in islam when we're talking about we're talking about our muslim couples here um and i think we're very lucky to be muslims mashallah because we have a um a tradition of hugging and kissing each other which you know was something that i welcomed when i came into islam which i wasn't used to before for lots of cultures it's not like this so how can we grow those boundaries and those parameters and know that they're the right one. Absolutely. I, I, I think, as you said, alhamdulillah, uh, uh, the whole, the way we are as Muslims, we, we like that connection. I think we all are missing that because of the virus these days, aren't we? So I, I suppose if you think about the home environment, so you think about attachment and bonding between the, uh, the, the baby and the mother or the father, and then you think about the relationships that that child is going to witness and see. It, all that will shape what this child is going to be uh, an adult, both in terms of uh, adult relationships, um, intimacy and passion, the sexual side, and also in terms of how they're going to feel safe and secure or anxious or uh, dysfunctional or disorganized in their attachment. Because uh, attachment and bonding and connection is not just for childhood, really. It's not just a phenomena that's important between a mother and a child. It's not just, it doesn't stop at childhood. 
it kind of stays because we all as adults we want to feel connection don't we so i think if you think about the home environment so be, being being loving and showing affection is a beautiful thing and i don't understand why should there ever be a problem in um hugging or being loving or being a courteous mm. or showing because we know that's our mm. tradition and brother says will tell us more about how the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to be affectionate towards both mm. his children and obviously his spouses as well mm. so i i think islam is very clear obviously there are cultural problems as we all know and it's quite interesting that you come from an irish background brother said comes from a yemeni background and i come from a pakistani background but we all know that there there's been a issue uh, in the past but we can bypass that and go back to our beautiful uh, islamic tradition can't we absolutely and i think you know when we see the prophet how he was with children you know he would be hugging and kissing you know his grandchildren his own children hasan and hussein you know may Allah be pleased with them one day he was Amen. kissing them and, and someone came his name was al aqra ibn habis and he said to the prophet said i have 10 children i never kissed any of them the prophet said what can i do if allah has taken the mercy from your heart so it's about teaching them how what is appropriate you know um also the, the you know the sahaba would come and ask questions you know about their own kind of private lives about their marital issues and they will ask the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or the women will come and ask the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or they will ask aisha and she will ask on their behalf so there was that dialogue you know in a very healthy environment very respectful environment you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said you know man amila salihan whoever does good male or female and they believe in we will give them a good life meaning that you know everything that we do you know has a allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created a channel for it you know everything that we have as a desire so for example you know people might have a sexual desire then the marriage was created you know for as a channel as a a conduit for that desire uh, you know we have food we we have the need to have food Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, wanted to eat from halal sources, you know, halal tayyib, which is, you know, halal and wholesome. Similarly, with, our, with the relationships, it has to be halal and wholesome. Uh, and within the confinement of what is halal, then there are there is plenty of scope, you know, to uh, look to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and see how he modeled, you know, these, these kind of issues and, and topics and how he... educated his companions may Allah be pleased with them and they felt comfortable to come and ask him any question they had so there was no uh taboo subject you know there was no subject that was left you know for for you know there was no um left you know not to be discussed or not to be explored you know as long as things are done in appropriate in an appropriate manner and with modesty and with respect mm-hmm. Uh, excellent in, in your answers there if if um, a parent is embarrassed about this could one parent take over discussing this with both her, her sons or his sons and daughters or her sons and daughters uh, and um, would that be sufficient if there's one of them in the house that is more confident at it than 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 the other uh, in explaining terminology etc what what do you think as some sometimes our parents are are um are maybe shy or maybe the the mothers are more comfortable speaking to the girls and the fathers more comfortable speaking to the boys is that okay 
I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, with one person because you see the thing is that ideally ideally you would you would want both uh, mother and father to be equals mm-hmm. and on board and 100% com- comfortable with everything but hey life is not ideal and sometimes people are have their own uh, boundaries or whatever and they they're struggling with certain things and that's fine you know give give them that time and that's okay um so i don't think there's anything wrong because the, the mother um has a role to play and that's a really important role um and I, I, we when we start from a very young age the mother ha- can very easily or even the father can very easily instill the right um, boundaries and give mm-hmm. the appropriate knowledge mm-hmm. because it's all knowledge that's that's needed and necessary and that that islamically mm-hmm. appropriate and endorsed so they Mm. all those fears and phobias are obviously irrational and misplaced mm. so i don't i don't mm. believe that there is any need for it mm. to be gender specific in that sense yeah. i think this is one things i've done you know based on love for the children you know and and done in a loving way you know and and being ex- that love was expressed in out of the children in in a, in a healthy way you know and and being told they are valued and they you know by by the parents they are appreciated you know the prophet will teach his companions you know how to express their love for one another you know one day he was sitting with his companions and the man came he walked by and someone one of the companions said i love this brother he said have you told him he said no he said chase after him and tell him that you love him for the sake of allah so when we teach our children we tell them that they are precious that we value them we you know and that's they come they become to value themselves often when you see people who don't have any value for themselves then they they might practice behavior that is unhealthy where if a child is being taught you know to appreciate themselves to respect themselves because they were respected and valued and loved by the parents then they will find that confidence to come to the parent and ask questions because they know the parent is receptive and open but also the parents is not going to shout or scream or shy away but the parents will do it in a very loving nurturing way that doesn't create any hunger for the chef for that child can, 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 can i also sorry go ahead can i also just add that for and the sometimes both the parents are, don't have the, the confidence or the knowledge or the skills or the tools or whatever and it doesn't matter because as long as you have family extended family friends uh community people that you trust and you respect and you know they 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 are their their value systems are in line with yours then we use that because as a community as we always say that it takes a village to raise a child right so uh, as a community we can do that and there is nothing wrong with that really if our children are going to a study circle and and we trust that teacher and we have that relationship then we can ask for nasiha and guidance from them as well because we're all learning and bro- mm. as brother said said there's no there's no shame so as parents mm. we we should always be willing to learn the skills that we mm. don't have as we come to your courses kathleen to learn from the pregnancy mm. to 3 right so it's the same principle we learn what we don't know and we're never too old to learn right mm. definitely indeed weird and if you look at all we learned in this lockdown and since march mashallah i can't believe all that i've learned actually especially around technology subhanallah yeah so it it is great we and we should have that open mindset that we are learning and 
and seek knowledge, which is a reward. We gain rewards for seeking knowledge. We've got the right intention of what we're doing. We're going to be rewarded for it also. Mashallah. So this is really good. I just wanted to come back before uh, we end, you know, and we've got another, what, six or so minutes left in the show um, about the relationships. Because you, you spoke about this earlier on, about the, the solid family relationships, the couples um, demonstrating what they want their children to learn and being open about this. What happens in some families, though, is that um, that relationship is not is not a, a good relationship, and uh, often one or other are making excuses or um, not uh, uh, understanding each other or having headaches and uh, not there for each other. What advice would you give for families for couples like this? That are that are in this situation. I think it's important that we kind of spend a couple of minutes talking about this, so they know what how they can help themselves and what should they be doing. I think they should address the issues really. So it's it's if they're unhappy, and if you think about marriage, but then you start from the family as children. If we're unhappy then we it affects us, doesn't it? And similarly, if adults, two adults, when they're living together, if they're not happy with each other and if what, constantly if they're bickering or they're avoiding each other and they can't really bring harmony and they're not on the same page because there's a lot going on, then I think they need help and acknowledging mm -hmm. that we need help rather than normalizing because like we've, we've normalized the lockdown and we're managing, but that doesn't mean it's healthy. You know, we're all, all struggling uh, and I think similarly, if if our relationship is in crisis, we're just kind of ticking over. That doesn't mean it's good for our um, spiritual health or mental health or emotional health. So I, I think people need to be open and uh, and ask for help if they need help. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and avoid yeah, often avoiding. Sorry. Sorry, brother Said, continue. Okay, can I answer Kathleen? I was just going to say that both of you give help and maybe you can give out your, your names or your um, websites so that people, if they're listening in today, could know where to go for that help or um, they can pass on that information to others that they may know is, uh, is, is suffering. Because as you mm. mentioned rightly, uh, people do not often come and look for that help. And then because of that, they are pushed or they go in other directions and seek help, even unknowing to themselves, get caught into uh, either going out with a gang when we when they will be going out with, with again, when everything's opened up, going out with a gang and spend more time outside, you know, their friends, their male friends or female friends, spend more time outside or watching more things on TV or online and get sucked into maybe inappropriate, unsafe areas that, uh, that it becomes normal then. Your brother said you were going to say something. No, no I was going to just add, I think the most important, as Sister Abida said, I think sometimes when people are avoiding things, there's often the avoidance is, is a symptoms for something deeper. Mm. And often if those issues are not dealt with, then they fester in the family unit and then they impact on the wider uh, family circle. So sometimes, you know, it's not just about what happens between the husband and the wife, but is how it impacts on the children uh, and often the the psychological damage that is caused by the lack of interaction or 
respect or healthy um, in how they value one another. And often that kind of filters through to the children. Children are very observant and they will observe how their parents are behaving. And often, you know, they might not be able to express it in words, but they feel it. Uh, so it's really important that when parents have or couples have difficulties, as Sister Abida said, that they seek solutions and nothing, you know, is unsurmountable. Everything has a, a solution and a resolution. And we only need to find the keys, you know, to to kind of unlock, you know, that 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 issue or that difficulty. Wonderful indeed. And do you have websites or um or email address that people could Yeah. I mean, for me, people can reach out to me. You know, my email address is Saeed, S-A-E-E-D, underscore N-A-S-S-E-R at hotmail.com. Or they can go to the Muslim Counselor and Psychotherapist Network, which is in Google, if they put that on Google. And if they go to the directory, then my details are there, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, people, if they <coughs> Google my website, which is amanacounseling.com, um, they can just find the details and there is an email address there which is info at amanacounseling.com Wonderful, mashallah and of course they can come to a portal parenting or Unity FM and we'll pass on the, those details as well to them Is there any one tip that you could now in the last minute of the show give us indeed uh, to our parents who um, are decided to build up the courage that they're going to sit down tonight and talk to their children about their development I think for sorry, but it's sorry, 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 Very quickly, I think just for me, it's about respect and dialogue. It's about having respect for each other and having dialogue and communication. You know, communicating about certain things, not being not shying away from from talking about these issues. Just exactly that communication and not shying away. 